0: Enjoy the wonder of the Christmas season and music and they've done a fantastic job and some got up way too early than they wanted to, but we're appreciative of you being here and thanks a lot and even dressed up, wore a tie. You look sharp. (laughs) You know, I don't know what it is about uh, um, each Christmas. I don't know whether I just get more scatterbrained or, or whatever it is. It just seems like... Every year, I want it to go, you know, get done sooner. And yet, it seems like I'm farther behind every year. And I'm not done. You know, I've got lots of stuff left to do. And I keep thinking, oh, I got another week. Yeah, that's only what we have, right? (laughs) this is another week. But I I did finally get the lights up on the house. And uh, um, it's not a spectacular show. It's modest and it's festive. And and over the years, I've learned that... um, you need to make sure that the lights work before you go through all the pain of putting them on your house, <laughs> because I have but a whole string, you know, and got my staple gun on, and then plugged it in and then nothing, you know. And but there is a, a certain note, this is a little tip from Mike uh, when you put your lights up. If you use a staple gun, don't keep them plugged in or on because I have gotten quite a jolt uh, from that when I stapled right into the cord, you know. Ah! Almost fallen off the ladder and it's, it's not a pretty sight. But the idea behind these wonderful lights Is that they look beautiful and that, and because lights do look beautiful and and lights have a great purpose. I love our street that it's just kind of all lit up and and things look really nice there and and it's wonderful. And because it's not very good when like one section's off, you know, it just doesn't look right. And and light's supposed to light up, and especially when like you're walking into a dark room and you turn the light switch and it doesn't work, you know, it's it's frustrating. And sometimes a little scary, like, you know, when you're home alone at night and the power goes out and, and it's a dark night and you can't, you're fumbling for a candle or a flashlight and you can't really see, it's, it just gets uh, uh, frustrating and it gets kind of, kind of creepy. Like, I don't know if you've ever swam in the ocean at night. You know Jaws is there. You just know he's there waiting for you. Or if you've ever been, I, it's even creepy to, to swim in a lake at night, even a pool, because you know something's in that water. <laughs> or like if you've ever been out uh, camping or, or that and it's a dark night and your flashlight doesn't seem to work or, or whatever. Or one, there was a, um, when I was learning to, uh, uh, to scuba dive, uh, our diving instructor took us out one night uh, to do an ocean dive at night. And, you know, what they do is they said, now we're going to do this. Just remember that at one point we're going to turn off all the lights, And so you turn off all lights, and it is, talk about pitch, utter blackness. It is just dark, 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 and it is creepy. (laughs) And, And maybe that's one of the reasons why I'm kind of a little obsessive of flashlights. Now, you can ask my family. I have flashlights everywhere in the house. I've got them almost every drawer of the house. I've got headlight flashlights, flashlights that have a light on the glasses. I've got flashlights on the end of screwdrivers. I've got flashlights on those little things. You grab things. With. It's got a flashlight on the end of that. I love flashlights. As a matter of fact, all my kids, for almost every year in their stocking, get a flashlight, and they're kind of sick of it, Dad. Dad, we've had enough flashlights and... Uh, um, but I, I, just, I think there's no need to grope around in the dark when you can have a flashlight, right? And they come out with such cool ones this, this year. You know, with all the LED, the CSI kind, you know, that are there. Those are just so fun. And, well, the Bible has a lot to talk about uh, darkness and light. Uh, darkness meaning, in the Bible, bad or evil or not God's way at all. And light being good and right and godly. And in John's Gospel, he equates the light with Jesus. The light of the world. Back in the in the Old Testament, um, the Bible records that God's people would constantly move uh, from light to darkness, from darkness to light, and dark back again. And, and, And yet, as prophets came, they would prophesy of the light that would come, the light that would encourage them and challenge them, and a light that they were to behold, and a light that they were to let shine. In the time of Isaiah the prophet, Israel was in a dark time, the dark time of exile. They had not followed God's way at all, and led them into the darkness of captivity. Life was not easy. They were poor and could not get jobs. They were despised in the land that they were living in. They were discriminated against, and no real help from anybody, not government, not even the, the, the countrymen that were living in there, and rarely even from their own countrymen. They were left to face trials of life alone. Life was tough in life was definitely dark. But God sent them Isaiah. Isaiah was to challenge them with his words of prophecy and, and challenge their way of life and, and challenge them to get back to faith. Last week, Justin uh, shared with us about from Isaiah chapter 7 and, and verse 9, the last half of that verse says, if you do not stand in your faith, you will not stand at all. Isaiah was telling it like it was, that when we choose darkness, when we choose to live... Uh, not God's way of life, not in the light of God's way, life will be more difficult. And we can attest to that. Uh, many of us know God's way of life, and when we choose not to go God's way, life is more difficult. When we choose not to be uh, uh, giving, and we choose to be stingy, life is difficult. When we choose not to be loving as God wants to do, but yet being uh, only loving of self, <laughs> life gets difficult we choose not to do business deals God's way, when we choose not to do relationships God's way, we choose to not live God's way, life is more difficult than it should be. Life is difficult as it is. But yet when we walk in the darkness of our own way, away from God, it's even more difficult. And we mess up. We step in the darkness all the time. Even those of us who have chosen to live life God's way, we sometimes shun the light of God's way, and we choose not to go involved in a ministry that we know God wants us to be involved in. Or we know God wants us to reach out with a life-changing message to this friend, but we just, nah, I'm not gonna invite him to church this time. I'm not gonna invite him to church this Christmas. I'm gonna hold back. Some person comes up to you and says, hey, do you you go to church? And we shun away from that sometimes. And we mess up. And oh my, did Israel mess up. But there is hope. Um, Psalm 42, which we looked at a couple of weeks ago, challenged us that though there is darkness in life, there is hope in the Lord, and we should put our hope in God. Psalm 46 reminds us that God is our refuge and our strength and a very present help in times of trouble. And we need not fear, we just need to be still and know that He is God. For God has provided a great light that will come and provide all that light gives to life comfort and peace and security and direction and purposefulness. The light of the world, John chapter 1, verses 1 to 13, and John 9, 5 speak of, which is Jesus, the light of the world. Isaiah spoke of this light and how to to get past the decorations and let Jesus illuminate or to shine in and through our lives. And so if you take your Bible and open up to Isaiah uh, chapter 60, if you don't have a Bible, our wonderful ushers have a few in their hands. They would love to loan you one. Just raise your hand and you can borrow that Bible, leave it there when you're done. And uh, um, open up to Isaiah. Isaiah is about in the middle of your Bible. Just look in the index if you don't know where it is and open up to that. And I know it's kind of cumbersome because I just asked you to do something, but I, I know you can do a couple things at once. So why don't you all stand to your feet and let me read to you Isaiah chapter 60. Isaiah chapter 60. Chapter 60, verses 1 to 3. It says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Two uh, ways to get beyond the decorations and get to the heart of true Christmas two ways he lists arise and shine we're going to look at this morning but let's stay standing for prayer father thank you for the opportunity to look into your word and how wonderful it is that it gives help and hope to us in time of our great need but it also challenges us and encourages us that we cannot let the hassle of christmas get to us but yet go beyond that and see how we might really have a meaningful time this this season this time of year teach us we pray in your son's name, amen. You may have a seat, and I encourage you to take out the outline that you've been provided. <clears throat> as you walked in here, fold it over. There's a, some blanks to fill in. Those are uh, I already gave you some of the answers, but their answers will be up on the screen as well. Two actions to get beyond the decorations and let Jesus shine this Christmas. The first is to arise. Look back again at Isaiah 60, verses 1 to 3. It says, Arise, for your light has come. The glory of the Lord rises upon you. Arise. The Lord raises upon you. And his glory appears to you. Nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. <clears throat> the word arise means to get up, to stand up, to get pumped up, to become powerful, to get passionate, to get the team all riled up before the game. To stand up. Because the truth is there is a lot in life that sits us down the weight of life not just simply when we dabble into darkness but just life as we live it gets us down maybe it's relational issues maybe it's just struggles that you're going through or or, or difficult situations you have at work or at home uh, maybe it's just the, the trouble of the economy not really your fault or anybody's fault i know that that christy and i just um even this, uh, just yesterday, it was a it was a down day for us, and I, I don't, I don't particularly know why. As I sat there and thought through the things, and as we talked last night before we went to bed, uh, you know, we, we're going through a lot of change in our life, and uh, and we're we're dealing with uh, um, all at once uh, three of our kids getting married, and and then now with this holiday season that has been such a a, a, a family oriented time is now different. It's not bad, but it's just different, and we have to adjust. And we're feeling that adjustment as our kids are kind of working the, how they're gonna go see their parents, and whose parents, and how we're gonna get, and, and when do we get together as a, as a complete all big family, and how can we work out those details? And we feel with them, because they're having to, to change too. Because what they had is familiar now is different. Now they have to work it between a couple of families and, and they're trying to figure out their own uh, things. And, then, and their families are having to work it out. How they're going to adjust and, and change. And, and not only that, uh, I, Christy and I, just dealing with the, 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 the tragedies that happened a little while ago in our family, walking through that. And if that wasn't all, I went out Saturday morning and I, and I got a nail in my tire. I cannot tell you how many flats I have had in that car. I mean I must have had about 20 or more. And I'm not kidding, it's that many more. And I'm just going, oh man. So I go to the place to get it fixed, and and can they just fix the flat? No, I need two new tires. At Christmas time. Merry Christmas to my car. <laughs> See, there's a lot in life that sits us down. But yet the light has come and we need to arise. And as we sat there in our bed and just thinking about things, we began to arise because we understood that that three reasons why we can stand up and why we can arise is we can arise because Jesus is here. Jesus, the, the glory of God. Jesus, Emmanuel. Jesus, the wonderful counselor, the everlasting father, mighty God, prince of peace, the Alpha and Omega, Emmanuel, the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Our hero, the healer, our champion, and our savior. 1 John 4.10 says, This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us. And he sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. You see, this, this idea of darkness is very present in our world. And we were born right into it. And actually, it's in us and on us. The Bible calls it sin. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All of us uh, have this darkness tendency. And though we may act good... And we may act, try to act in the light and, and you know, come to church and be benevolent and help people even memorize verses, go to Sunday school and, 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 and have Christian friends and do Christ-like activities. That doesn't change the, the fact that, that we still have darkness that pulls us back constantly. That sin that just so easily entangles us and shackles us and, and it stops us from a lot. It stops us from enjoying a, a wonderful relationship with God now even though we can dabble in the light, we can't really enjoy the light of life in our life, in our life because of the sin that so, is so prevalent in our life. Now we, can, we can't and, the, and the, the saddest thing in the world is that we can't get rid of that on our own. We can't try to counteract it by being really good. It's just there. And that's why we need a savior. And that's why Jesus came. And that's what's so exciting about Christmas. is that as a baby was born, God squeezing himself in the tininess of a little baby and then growing up and showing us how to live life a godly way. But more important than that, he came to pay the penalty for our sin, which is death, death on a cross. And that's why around our Advent wreath sits the cross. Because it's a constant reminder that Jesus came to pay the penalty for our sin. When he was on that cross, all of our sin was dumped on him and he paid that penalty when he died. When he breathed his last, he said the words, it is finished to tell a story, meaning that it's paid in full. And he didn't stay dead. He rose from the dead saying to all that he said was true, it's like that stamp of approval that God put on that, that he, what he said is true, that he did pay the penalty for our sin. And how we open this gift at Christmas is to believe. Now, unfortunately, <clears throat> we have done something with this word believe to mean some kind of just intellectual, um, I believe. <laughs> and we say it in words. We even have it tattooed on people's arms and we have logos that say believe and, and, and all this stuff. But yet what true belief is is an action. Actually, you're expressing belief right now the belief in your chair (laughs) because you're sitting in it you're showing some action i believe this chair is going to hold me up (laughs) i know some of you are doubting but that's that's a whole other story (laughs) belief it it, it starts with an understanding and and a confession that says yes i'm sinful i know i need a savior and then it's a confession that i believe that jesus is it I, with my my whole self, confess Jesus is my Savior. And that's just part of belief. The next part of belief is to now live life God's way. That's the action. That's the sitting in the chair. That's what it means to believe. And unfortunately, some of us who have been in church for a very long time, really only just intellectually believe, and yet we haven't come to really believe because there is no evidence of light in our life. You put you up to the average Joe non-believer in you and there's absolutely no difference. Because to really believe means there will be a life change. That's why I love the, the story, A Christmas Carol. You know a story about Ebenezer Scrooge? Some of you got my email this, uh, <clears throat> this past week. Ebenezer Scrooge Life changed. It wasn't just a one-time change. He actually changed. It said he kept Christmas well all year round. He actually changed his life. To truly believe means there will be a life change. But we need to arise because Jesus is here. We also arise because it's personal Look back at Isaiah 60. It's on your worship folder. And just circle how many times it says you or your. There's six of them there. Because God knows you. He loves you. He sent his son Jesus for you. He knows your name. And he cares for you. So we can stand up. We have a God who cares. Who's with us. Who loves us. Who is on our side. As Romans 8.31 says... What then shall we say in response to this? If God is for us, who can be against us? So we can stand up and arise because God knows our background. He knows what we've been through. And he knows even our issues today. He knows the struggles we face right now. That relationship struggle, that, that, that financial struggle, that struggle at work, that struggle in your home, that struggle with yourself. He knows it all. And we're to look beyond that. And to be reminded and to arise because Jesus is here and because it's personal. You know, it's so easy to just stay down and to wallow into worry and fear and get caught up in depression. Go ahead and turn to that that psalm we, we, we made mention to, Psalm 42. we've gone over this a, a couple of times but it, it, it fits so well because it, it, it senses the struggle that we have within ourselves to, to stay down and not arise listen to this psalmist it says as a deer pants for streams of water my soul pants for you I want to arise O God my soul thirsts for God for the living God where can I go to meet with God where can I go to arise and, and, and to really get on with life my tears have been my food day and night while men say to me all day long where is your garden where is your God and we say that sometimes as well We wonder in the midst of the times when we are struggling with life's issues, whether we bring them on ourselves, whether we've traveled down the road of darkness or not, or whether it just happened, we struggle with that and we wonder, God, where are you in this? These things I remember, the psalmist says, as he's beginning to arise I pour out my soul how I used to go to, with the multitude, leading the procession to the house of God with shouts of joy and thanksgiving among the, the festive throngs. He's realizing, i remembering the times that I used to go to church and I used to actually lead in church and, and lead the, the praise times of, of God and sing out the loudest and, and lead through that. And yet, verse five, why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? And then he sets a resolve. He says, put, he says to himself, put your hope in God, as he says to us. See, we can arise because God is personal and God is with us. We need to seek God and to know God and to focus on God and to pour out our soul to him, not to isolate, but to remember. Second Peter 3, or 1, verse 3 says, His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Everything we need for life and godliness is found through our knowledge of him. So know God. Get help and get up. Arise because God is with you. Arise because Jesus is here. Arise because it's personal. And arise because there's a purpose for our lives. God has given us a purpose. We'll talk about that in a moment, to shine, but we have a part to play. God's called us to, to lead out into worship. To to actually worship with our lives, to not only sing songs of worship and praise of God here in this time, but also to live a life of worship, which means to live life God's way. That's what it means to live a life of worship, to be worshipful. And yet, to have those times where you just sit back and you praise God, whether it's individually or, or together with, corporately as a group of believers together and do that. Also, to grow in our faith. Second Peter 3.18 says, But to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's a command there that we are to continually learn more and more about God, to, to delve into his word and to understand him more and more, to know who he is, and then to belong to others to have that relationship where we have a sense of, of community among our friends and neighbors and those who love God and, and, and those who God has placed in our path, as well to serve, to serve God's purposes, to serve those things laid out in God's word, and to reach out with the life-changing message of Jesus. It's to love like Jesus. Do that, and people will be drawn to the light of Christ. This Christmas, sure, there is a lot that we can focus on of the issues that would sit us down. But let's arise. Let's arise and put our attention on Jesus, knowing God knows all that goes on in our life, and to put our trust in him as we move forward on his call in our lives. And the second thing, let's shine Isaiah 60, verses 1 through 3, shine, your light has come. Shine, darkness covers the earth and thick darkness over the people. Shine, nations will come to your light and the kings, and kings to brighten, nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. The word shine means to turn up the intensity, to make it brighter, to kindle the fire so that the blaze can be seen for miles. Open the shade so that the sun fills every corner of the room to shine means to become the light and to let the light shine in our lives is it first takes in embracing Jesus who is the light of the world Isaiah Isaiah says your light has come John 8:12 says when Jesus spoke again to the people he said I am the light of the world whoever follows me will never walk in darkness but will have the light of life See, the problem is we can so easily keep Jesus at a distance and see him more as a deified Santa that we persuade to do what we want by being nice and good. And yet to embrace Jesus is to follow Jesus, to follow him. That's what it means to believe, to take on his purpose, not our own. To live life his way, and not ours. Jesus said in Matthew sixteen twenty-five, "For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. Whoever loses his life for me will find it." You see, that belief is more than just a, 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 an understanding. It's a, it's an all-in venture where we lose ourselves in God and yet really find ourselves. Because we as people were created to be in relationship, to walk in light, not in darkness. To have that connection with God, not to be distant from Him. And to believe moves us into that and it moves us onto a lifestyle and a life pattern that will be far beyond what we could ever do for ourselves. Far beyond the success that we think we desire to have. It's found in really following Him and embracing Him. To embrace Him. Jesus is to embrace his way of life. And once we have embraced the light, Jesus, we now need to let that light shine. <clears throat> this little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, first service did better. <laughs> That's okay, you guys always get, the first service always, you know, is envious of you, so this is, I'll tell them that next time, maybe. <clears throat> Take your Bible and open up to Matthew chapter five. Matthew's the first uh, book of the New Testament. Uh, Matthew chapter five. <clears throat> uh, read the whole chapter, write yourself a note to read the whole chapter, in that Jesus is talking to his disciples, and, and uh, um, he's encouraging them, in, in, in how to, to act in this world. And then he gets to the point where he starts talking about their influence in the world. And he says, you're, you're the salt of, of the earth. And then in verse 8, or verse 14, he says, You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bushel, bushel. no. Uh, instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. See, we're to take this light of life that we receive as we embrace Jesus and then let it shine. And how we let it shine is by your good deeds, by your good actions, by living in the light, by living life God's way. You're the light of the world. And, and my goodness, does this, this world need some light I mean, just open the newspaper or turn on the news or just walk out your front door and you see the, the devastation that darkness causes. I mean, it's, 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 it's awful. The issues that we see in our lives and in our school campuses and the struggles that we face. There's a challenge that we're to live in the light of God's word. Flip over to Ephesians chapter 5, really write down chapter 4 and chapter 5 and read those later, all of them. But in in Ephesians chapter 5, actually it's going to be up on the screen as well. It says, verse 8 of chapter 5, he's challenging us in our conduct to live as children of light. And he says, for you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. For the fruit of the light, now fruit meaning the evidence of, the fruit of light consists of all goodness, righteousness, and truth, and find out what pleases the Lord. That if, if we are to live out this, this light, to let it shine, uh, we are to uh, uh, do good, to seek to do what is good in our world, to help people, to find people in need and seek to meet their need. Not just to slough them off, but actually to, to give and to, to be gracious and generous. And then to live a righteous life. To live according to God's word. Do the best you can to follow it as best you can. And to live out the truth of God. And then to find out what pleases him as you look through his word. And as you seek to do that. To, to help out, to let God's word shine in you. Volunteer in your community. Help in your neighborhood. Serve in a ministry here. Serve in a ministry throughout your neighborhood. I, I love that uh, um, the... You're inside your worship folder where they listed the Project Joy. Did you see that? Uh, the, the, many of you gave to that project and, and we had a Christmas tree out here with a bunch of ornaments and I think for the first time in my uh, seven years of my being here, uh, that tree was picked clean. Not a single ornament was left and, and you so graciously and so wonderfully in your good deeds filled these, these wonderful uh, shoe boxes uh, full of, of goodies and some essentials and, and they took some 300 of them down to Mexico And bless these children. That's good works. That's a blessing. Keep that up. Help others. Be selfless. Spend less and give more. See the needs in others and and help them. And it will change your Christmas. You'll get beyond the decorations. You see, Christmas is associated with light. It's it's a wonderful uh, tradition we have. Because it represents the light of the world lights on trees, lights on houses. Uh, We were in Naples uh, this weekend and and there was a guy riding his bike and he had lights all over him. (laughs) He was a riding Christmas ornament. But beyond those decorations is the true light of Christmas. Jesus, the light of the world. So arise and shine for your light has come. Do that and you'll get beyond the decorations and experience an amazing Christmas. Would you pray with me? Father, I thank you for the, the joy it is to, to serve you and to be one of yours and, and the way that you have brought the light to us, Lord. It just uh, continually amazes me that you would love us so much to send your only son into what you knew would be a time where he would experience... Excruciating pain and loneliness and limitedness, and yet you allowed him to experience that, to show us how to live and to save us from our sins, what great a love that you have bestowed on us. Lord, may we not be sat down by the issues of the day, even though we may not cause them ourselves, may we arise and let your light shine. Thanks for being uh, encouraging to us this morning and thanks for the challenge. We pray in your son's name. Amen. It is our custom-